0: We are here talking with Nancy Millar from McAllen Convention and Visitors Bureau. Let's talk military. We have had a wonderful exploration right here in town and nearby. Some incredible surprises including the Iwo Jima Monument. That is mind-blowing.
1: That really blows away a lot of people. We have a Marine Military Academy just down the road in a neighboring town, Harlingen. The sculptor of the Iwo Jima Monument donated the original cast to the Marine Military Academy. So people come down here and they see this monument. They're going, wait a minute, what's going on? That's supposed to be in Arlington, Virginia. Why is it here?
0: Come along with us as we find out more about the incredible Iwo Jima Memorial and the Marine Military Academy in Arlington, Texas as we visit with
1: Larry Crow. I'm Larry Crow. I'm a volunteer at the Marine Military Academy Museum. Larry, tell us where we are in the world. We're in the city of Harlingen on the northeast side, part of the Valley International Airport. This used to be the Harlingen Army. Air Corps field in World War II, then later became the Harlingen Air Force Base. This building that you're in now, where the museum is located, was the commander's office.
0: During World War II, was it primarily a training mission
1: here? It was. It was to train aerial gunners mm-hmm. in B-24s and B-17s.
0: I see here you have a Doolittle Raid article right in front of us. Yeah.
1: It dated from the training for that mission, I imagine. Uh, I, I think it was, yes. You know, We're very proud of uh, all our heroes from World War I, World World War II, Korea, and Vietnam, and the Gulf Wars. Give us a visual overview of what you have here in the museum. This is the Iwo Jima room that you're in right here. We've got individual cases dedicated to the first flag raisers on Iwo Jima, and the second flag raisers with the famous photograph where the flag is at a tilt. This is the Harlan Block case here. He's the first flag raiser, the one closest to the ground, and he's buried out here just south of the monument. The monument was a gift from the skull Felix de Weldon. If I recall correctly, I think de Weldon was a naval enlisted man who was offshore from Iwo Jima and saw this picture. And when he got out, got back home from the war, he did a small model and got President Eisenhower, among others, interested in it. Eventually did our sculpture out here first, which was the model for the bronze sculpture that's in Arlington Cemetery. How the monument got here after it came down from Connecticut, from Felix de Weldon and where it stored in his courtyard. He said, I'll donate the monument and I'll help you erect it, but I can't pay for transportation. The school will have to do that. The story made the newspapers, and there was a trucking company executive in the hospital in Houston recovering from heart surgery, and he said, oh, I think I could help with that. There's the plaque out there on the wall. They call it the Freedom Convoy. He lined up about half a dozen or, or so of his trucking company buddies, including the Texas Trucking Association, and they did this thing on a convoy. They loaded up a whole bunch of trucks and every now and then they'd pull off the interstate and they'd go through small towns and they'd make it a parade. What What year was this? 1982. This was the mold for the original? It's the original we have the first one. When it got here, who reassembled it and how did that happen? Felix DeWeldon, I was told, supervised the construction. We had to build a base and I think that was made of Brazilian marble. Base had to be built up first. That took six months or so. So, You know, the crates stood around in the field out there and it took time. It's erected on a steel framework. Here's a the heads, and oh, yeah, here's the yeah. early stages of it. It took several months to erect it. Well, it's going to be great to let
0: more people in the world know about yes. the existence of this, because this is one of the best-kept secrets
1: in Texas, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is.
0: <laughs> Tell us more about the museum. What's the room next door?
1: We have other artifacts from uh, Korea and Vietnam, and the uh, first Gulf War. In that room, we've got an Iraqi surrender flag, which amounts to a uh, white rag tied on a piece of bamboo. It really got some great artifacts that have been given to us by officers and enlisted men who became uh, very well known, some of them became famous, We've got the sword of the only Marine General to die in the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. we got really some really unique items and people are very thoughtful when fam- maybe their their veteran uh, dies and they think of us. They bring some really interesting objects over here to us.
0: Right out front, in addition to the Iwo Jima Monument, which is incredible, you have some static displays. Tell us about what you have out there.
1: We do. Those came from a military academy that was in Bryan, uh, Texas, the home of a When that academy closed, they brought them over here to us. We have a Stewart M1 tank, which was a light tank in World War II, and we've got two 75-millimeter field guns, and we've got a uh, an Amtrak, which was used to get the Marines ashore on Tarawa and many of the Pacific Islands because it crawled right over the reefs. We also have a Japanese mountain gun that's very interesting because it has a 50 caliber hole in the shield that Probably killed the gunner. (laughs) And we've got a 152 millimeter big gun brought back. Captured from the Iraqi army and brought back here. And all the little plates on the cannon are in English. So we sold it to them Mm -hmm. or gave it to them when they were fighting the Iranians. And then we got it back. And then we got it back. Behind us, we have some interesting stuff. This case right here contains mostly Japanese items. The long rifle, bayonets, radio, code books, helmet with a bullet hole in it and um, a number of uh, Japanese items. And then
0: over upper right, you have one of my favorite subjects,
1: the Navajo Code Talkers, yes. our heroes. You know, I was privileged to be on a vacation out in uh, western New Mexico in, I think it was 1982, when they had their first reunion in Gallup. And I just walked in the hotel to get a cold drink, and here were all these neat World War II veterans, most of them in uniforms or pieces of uniforms, mm-hmm. and they were on Iwo Jima and they made a tremendous difference.
0: Tell us about right here. Do you ever have get-togethers where the World War II guys show up and talk and meet with some of the school
1: kids and younger generation? We have them come and do uh, seminars and a lot of them just come individually and we take their photograph Mm -hmm. and they write a little uh, synopsis of what they did, what they experienced, what they remembered on Iwo Jima and they filled up these books with with photographs. Some of them have the World War II photograph and then of course we have the the now photograph. Very cool. What else would you love to share with us? It's just really a, a unique museum. It's got a very homey feel. We'd like to expand it a little bit and we have plans to do that but we also want to keep this building, Mm -hmm. keep this neat old building. And right out next to the monument is the parade ground where on the anniversary of the Battle of Iwo Jima, on Veterans Day, Graduation Day, and several other events, our two to three hundred cadets in Marine uniforms at the Military Academy march in uh, parade dress.
0: For those who don't know or are not familiar, tell us about the
1: Marine Military Academy for a moment a marine officer who was a captain and who went back home to his ranch in Arizona after World War II when his son grew up, he wanted him to go to a military school. And being a Marine, he looked around for a Marine a school based on Marine standards and discipline and couldn't find one, obviously. There were plenty of those based on Army and Navy. But anyway, he was casting around for a site for the school that he intended to fund. And he still attends our fundraisers over here in uh, every April. The founder. The founder does. His name is Gary, uh, last name Gary. And uh, a Marine sergeant that had been... Ben and his unit said, hey, you know, they're just closing down the Air Force base in Harlingen, Harlingen Air Force Base, and they're making it, you know everything. It's got barracks and mess halls and this the administration building, the chapel next door. He said you can probably buy it for about a dollar. I think it turned out to be a hundred thousand dollars. But anyway, he put a group together, including uh, General McElhaney of the Tabasco fame in Louisiana, as one of the founding directors, and got this school going. And the first class was uh, 1965.
0: For further information
1: about the military academy and the museum, the uh, military academy is home to about. 250 young men come from all over the United States and all over the world. We have cadets from Mexico, China. We've had them from European countries. It's really neat to see how they mature. My name is Larry Crow, and we are in the uh, museum at the Marine Military Academy, Harlingen, Texas.
0: Larry, thank
1: you so much for sharing. What an honor
0: and a pleasure. My pleasure, too. Thank you for coming. I'm your host, Tom Wilmer, reporting from Harlingen, Texas. For further information about the Marine Military Academy in Harlingen, log on to www.mma-tx.org.